Hi, friends. Welcome to season three of Not Your Parents' Religion podcast. I am your host, Pastor Robert Young. And in this new season of the podcast, I will be leading a roundtable discussion series about biblical questions that people have asked us in our travels from city to city. My co-hosts and I will dispel various myths and fallacies and false narratives about the Bible and the faith. With our 30 plus years of church planting, mentoring other pastors, and 30 plus years of evangelizing and discipleship, we will continue to present the true untainted gospel so that you can make an informed decision about Jesus Christ. Hi, friends. Welcome back to Not Your Parents Religion Podcast. I'm your host, Pastor Young, and I'm sitting here today with three or four brand new hosts. Um, <laughs> we got uh, we got Jill. Say hi, Jill. Hi. We got Sean. Hi. We got uh, Joshua and Takara. Hello. Hi. And um, as we said a few weeks before we left, we said that we're going on vacation to redo our podcast so that um, we can continue to present the untainted gospel to you. And do us a favor. If you have any questions that you want answered on the podcast, then make a comment in the description box below and we'll try our best to answer that question. But we also ask that you follow along with with your Bibles. And if you don't have a Bible, I'm sure there's plenty of Bible apps that you can download and follow along with us. But today we want to talk a little bit about um, what the podcast has done, the tour that we've been on for all of this year. And I'm going to ask my co-host to jump in at any moment and any time and talk to our listeners a little bit about what's been going on, what they have seen when they were out there. Because my co-hosts are actually some of the missionaries or evangelists that go out into the various communities with us and as we go from city to city asking talking to people about about faith because there's a lot of misinformation about Jesus Christ out there and most of the time what we're doing is correcting that misinformation so that when you make a decision to accept Christ or not accept Christ is based on the truth and not hearsay fallacies, myths, and all the other nonsense that's out there. Can anybody think of some crazy myths and fallacies that they've heard about Jesus Christ or the faith? I think Joshua just mentioned one. Yeah, what, what was that one that you heard, Joshua? Oh, yeah. Um, one uh, a person at work had told me before um, about that about that, you know, that you know that God, I forgot what place, what job I was working at at the time, but it was a while ago. And they were saying that, you know, before Adam and Eve, there was a woman before Eve. And they even said her name. So I'm like, where did this come from? So I go to look it all was up. Was her name Becky? And it was on, hey it now. was on the internet. You gotta get back. They had stuff on the internet that says other people that saying, hey, you guys, don't you know it was a woman before internet? And these are other people on the internet that's spreading this word, and they said that there was a woman, and she well, couldn't we, get along with Adam, and wow, and she ended up leaving the garden and left Adam, and so the Lord made Eve. Oh, now, the, uh, now, <clears throat> yeah, she made Eve when we go out and into the communities that we go into, and we come upon somebody that has heard that and believed that, and we're telling them about Jesus, and they have this misinformation in their head. Um, we were on Jefferson Avenue one day and a guy just looked me right in the eye. He said, listen, I don't believe in that Jesus Christ because Jesus Christ was not white. Oh wow! And I, 
when they hear this stuff and they believe it, obviously yeah. Jesus Christ wasn't white, but the point is that they hear this information and they make a decision in their mind that I don't have nothing to do with this, this Christ because of this misinformation the that they have. Issue. So our job is to correct that misinformation so that now, whether you accept Christ or you don't accept Christ, is based on right information, mm. not yeah. misinformation. Right. Kind of like what we have in our political system, right? But which, which we're not going to get into because that's not the scope of our, our podcast. And we can say there was no woman before Eve. Yes. Right. There was no woman before right. Eve. So Adam did not have and, a side chick? And <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But, uh, well, you know the, what? The we, thing to we, do. Weren't, we weren't there, so we don't know. Oh, okay. but, but, the, but, the, but the thing is, they weren't there, so they can't prove it either, though. That's the thing. So, true. I have never heard of it before. I thought it was interesting having me second guess. See, see, and you're a born again Christian. But you were smart enough to go to your Bible and pick up your Bible and read and see that your friend has been misguided from some Some conspiracy site. Right. The Bible clearly stands with the first two beings. There's tons of conspiracy sites out there from the political realm to the spiritual realm. And again, and I hate to keep belaboring this point, our job as Christians is to give people that God put in our circles the right information so that they can make a true informed decision about Christ. And some still are going to reject it, even if they Mm -hmm. give give them right information. But that's why God said, listen, whenever whoever stands before me, he's not going to be able to say that you didn't hear the gospel or even the true gospel, because there have there's people like us all over this planet doing the same thing, probably even better than what we're doing. Sure. But still, there's people out there that have misinformation. And once you clear that if that misinformation up, now they're like, you know what? I always thought, well, no, that's not what the Bible says. Uh-huh. And most of the time, they don't have a problem with Christ. They usually have a problem with church and all the other stuff that we as Christians put on Christianity. Yeah. For, give me an example. Uh, Organized me, religion you know has, has, in some ways... I was, uh, I was about to promote our book. Oh, go I was go about to promote it. our upcoming book. You know, we have an upcoming book called Breaking the Cycle of Organized Religion. Ooh. Wait, how can a pastor sit and say that? How can a man of God sit and say breaking the cycle of organized religion? And how is it that your podcast is called Not Your Parents' Religion? Simply this. A lot of times people have mixed stuff into the gospel that shouldn't be there. They've put their traditions and their their laws on on people and made it hard. They were doing the same things in Jesus' days. Jesus said to the Pharisees and Sadducees, listen, you guys are making it so hard that people can't follow these rules and regulations. And these rules and regulations didn't come from God. They came from y'all. Mm-hmm. And you're lining your pockets in the meantime. And, li- <laughs> and I noticed one thing. They were mocking him on the fact when he said, if your eyes sin, poke it out. And then some of them was mocking him on the fact that you want us to poke out our eyes of our eyes saying, how can we follow this kind of teaching? Uh, or he want us to cut off our hands if our hands saying, how can we follow this teaching? Do you think they knew what he was talking about, but they just didn't like the teaching itself? I, I kind of think they knew what he was going on, but they just want to make fun of it because they didn't like the fact that 
I don't want to stop my sin. Well, most of the Pharisees and Sadducees, the most of their problem was jealousy. Jesus was getting bigger crowds and people were listening to him and they were following him. Whereas they were the rulers and they couldn't stand Jesus. And then when he started performing miracles, they was always trying to catch him in something, trying to trip him up with something. something. Remember the time when they brought um, some money? Yep. Roman coin. And they said, hey, um, it's a law that you got to pay taxes. Do you believe in paying taxes? Mm -hmm. Jesus was like, listen, give unto Caesar what's due to Caesar and give unto God what's due to him. In other words, obey the law, but obey God even more. They, they were always trying to catch him in something. Remember when he said, um, pretty much said, I am God? That's when they was like, oh, see, we got him now. Mm-hmm. We got him now. He's blaspheming. Let's kill him. And they set out to try to kill Jesus because they didn't like what he was saying. Because he was breaking down all the barriers and, and not making it so hard for people to be saved and to come to Christ that they didn't like that because they wanted people to come to them. Oh, yeah. Kind of like a, a religion that we got Depend now. Depend on your government. Depend on your yeah. government. I mean, they want it. Okay, I'm just going to say it. the Catholic Church should have folks coming in and praying to them, the priests, True. for forgiveness. Oh. And that's not in the scripture. We don't oh. pray to anybody for, for forgiveness. We pray to God for forgiveness <laughs> through his son, Jesus Christ. I tell people that's Catholic because I don't think all Catholics are bad. No, they're not. We actually know a, a Catholic man that is a born again. In fact, the man that helped us get back on. On the road, Uncle Dave. Uncle Dave. <laughs> Uncle Dave. Um, so anyway, we this uh, podcast we're talking about some of the things and why we do what we do. What is our mission? Our mission is to spread the gospel, the untainted gospel. And we talk. We've talked quite a bit about um, the prosperity preachers. We talked quite a bit about the white Jesus. All the myths and the fallacies and the misinformation that's out there. We've covered that, but we're going to continue because we're living in a time now that a lot of misinformation is out there and folks are not making a decision for Jesus Christ. So our job as Christians is to be prayerful, to have a relationship with God. And whenever God sends someone into our presence, is to talk to them about the true untainted gospel. That is our mission and to win souls for Christ. Amen. Amen. Pastor Young. Yes. I talked to someone when I was at Cobb's Hill holding my sign up. And I noticed uh, people do a lot of blame gaming. They'll say, um, the Lord loved me so much. Why why he took this person away from me? Or, or why he took that person away from me? Why he caused this cancer and this pain on me? But from what I have read in the Bible that um, this world was given to Satan since they ate that fruit. Now, God is still in control, but... He's the one that's going around causing the evil, but yet people blame God for all this pain. When they could only just pray pray to him and he would release some of that pain, but people were so angry with God that they blame God. And that's what I learned from talking with people and praying with people. And I realized people blame God for a lot of stuff. Well, some do. Some just use that as an excuse to continue to do their sin. Um but look at the book of Job. Is it Satan who killed his children, took his sheep? And- God allowed it, though. Yes, he did. But still was given to him. Again, it ain't like God caused it. He well, wanted to- whether he caused it or not, God still, I mean, he's in charge of everything. He allows things to happen. And we don't know. And we may never know. 
He never he never said that we were going to understand everything that he does. And far be it from us to think that we have to understand everything that he does. I mean, even with my children, when they when I was raising my children, I ain't got to explain nothing to you. If I do, that's a a privilege. But I'm doing this for your for your betterment. And when we're going through those tough times and those hurtful times, you know, your your kid died or something. God forbid any of that kind of stuff happen. Those are the times that he's causing, calling us to rely upon him more. Because here's a point. Here's another piece of misinformation that we like to um, correct with people when we're talking to them. Becoming a Christian doesn't mean that you're not going to go through things. In fact... (laughs) In fact, it seemed like I got more troubles after I clean, uh, God cleaned my life up. Uh, I got much respect when I was out there doing dirt. Mm-hmm. I agree. People used to call me the man, thought I was fly and funky and fresh or whatever the words were back then, you know? Yeah. And then when I got saved, I got corny. Oh, yeah, I heard yeah. that one. Yep. I, I mean, God saved me. You see how I dress? I'm a, I'm a nerd. But You're no longer fun no more. <laughs> right. I'm no longer fun anymore, and I'm, I'm just boring. But I'm not. I'm happy now. But my point is. You're God. wonderful now. Yes. Absolutely wonderful. And I did, yes. I did not even pay her to say that. The Bible says you become a new creature. So right, right. Like a new being now. But that does not mean that you're not going to have some problems. Remember the scripture we read last week where it said, count it all joy when you fall into different trials uh, and yes, temptations, yes. knowing that the trying of your faith is working out patience in you. But don't give up. Let that patience have its perfect work that you may be mature, wanting nothing, needing nothing and lacking Mm -hmm. nothing. But when you do ask, if you lack wisdom about why you're going through, a lot of times people say, well, Lord, why am I going through? They don't really want to know the answer Mm because there's multiple reasons of why you're going through a trial or tribulation. One could be God is seeing if you will trust him more. Will you take a walk of faith? Every person in the Bible that did something for God, we see that he asked them to take another walk of faith. Now, we know the famous Abraham story. Mm -hmm. God just told him, okay, get rid of all your, leave your people and go that way. Which way? That way. And I'm going to give you better directions. um, As you get. As you, you know. (laughs) Just trust me. And remember, he didn't have GPS at at that time. So, yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't yeah. like in two miles make a left. It wasn't yeah. like that. Guy was just like, okay, it goes that way. But he was though. I mean, this was Abraham. So you're gonna you're gonna have to have some different kind of faith. And you're he's asking faith. us to do that same thing today, to trust him more. If we say we trust him, we are Christian. We're supposed to be growing in our faith. Now God is not gonna ask you to do something that He know that you can't do. Mm-hmm. But we have to trust him. Will you trust him with your children? Will you trust him with your finances? Will you trust him with your spouse? Will you, will you trust, trust God that he's going to take care of you in the midst of all the nonsense that's going on in our world today? Oh, yeah, it's getting crazy. It's getting crazy, but remember, God said in his word that when we see everything that's happening now, that we are not supposed to be fearful, but we're supposed to be happy. Why? Mm-hmm. Because we know that our God and Savior is soon to come back and take us up out of this nonsense. Amen? Amen. Amen. So, again, um, to our listeners, uh, we're just recapping a little bit of what we have done or what God has done through us this year, and we've been going from city to city telling anybody that will listen 
about the true untainted gospel, uh, dispelling a whole lot of myths, fallacies and falsehoods and misinformation, uh, just telling anybody that will listen. We've done this in coffee houses. We've done this in parks. We've done this on street corners, good street corners, bad street corners, up in Niagara Falls and Syracuse, Buffalo, all over New York State. And I'd like to announce today that starting 2024, April, we're going to go what I call the Capitals uh-huh. Tour. What is the Capitals Tour? What is the Capitals Tour? We're going to go to every capital, state capital on this what is it? Is this the Eastern Sea? I don't know. Is this the West or the East? I'm bad. I'm bad at that. The Eastern okay, okay. Seaboard. Okay. How are we even going to find the capital if you don't know? We have GPS now. We have GPS oh, now. Okay. And the GPS in my truck, my new truck, has got a nice voice. Doesn't it, Sean? It's, it's got a really nice voice. It, it gives you a little ding. And then a, a nice soothing voice comes on and says, make a left at the next turn. So, <laughs> Mine's is not so nice to me. So we're going to go, we're going to start off in the capital of New York, where we, where we are, um, which is Albany. And then we're going to go to the next state, yes. which is Pennsylvania, I believe. And the capital of Pennsylvania is what? Harrisburg. Harrisburg. I know because I looked this up. And do, oh wow! <laughs> His GPS told him in a nice yeah. voice. And go to all those capitals and tell as many people as will listen about the the oh, true yeah. Jesus, the untainted gospel, mm-hmm. because time is short, and God is wrapping this thing up. And a lot of these people that we come into, come in contact with, and I'm gonna say this, will not come to church. Mm-hmm. And in the as we if we use the Bible. The first century church, a New Testament church, as an example, they didn't wait for people to come to the church building. They went out and got them, mm-hmm. even in the midst of hard persecutions. Mm-hmm. In fact, if you read the scriptures properly, it shows us that before the persecution started, everybody was just huddled up in that one spot. But because of the persecutions, they had to flee. But as they were fleeing, wherever they went, they preached the gospel. Sounds kind of weird that they wasn't doing a whole lot of evangelizing before some fire got, some literal fire got underneath them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were being burned at the stakes and throwing, lions, all kinds of nonsense yeah. back in the in the first century church. Um, the king, whoever he was, we could look it up and find out who, who exactly was that started the, the first persecution of the early oh, yeah. Christians. And some say that kind of thing is coming back to, to the world again. It's already happening in certain parts of the world right now, but God forbid that it, something like that comes to America. Will you be able to stand? Will you be able to call on the true Jesus? Pastor Jan, I believe if we keep helping people and teaching them about what's wrong for them, right, we might could save some souls. But the reason why I say that, because I see they, they China just came out with a new Bible. Uh, they got AI that's rewriting Bibles. So I'm thinking this new generation is about to be full of confusion. If if God didn't have people like us, yeah. then it would be true. But he's got people like us. And again, people all over the world doing what we're doing. Some of them probably doing it 10 times better and yeah. 10 times more reach. But he's always got a people that will not be afraid, that will walk out there even in the even on Jefferson Avenue where they have shootings mm-hmm. while we're carrying signs, those kinds of people that will stand and say, listen, 
I will die for this gospel if I, I don't want to. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't have a death wish. And I'm not suicidal, but I believe in this gospel yeah. so strong that I would put my own life in jeopardy mm. to tell someone else. He said we already won the, the war. Jesus. So if you truly believe that we already won the war and we die in his name, he said, you know, we'll be greater in heaven. Yeah. And come on, if you kill me while I'm preaching the gospel, I mean, yeah. you just bought me a one-way first-class ticket to heaven on, on a big private jet, right? <laughs> Be like, y'all make room, Robert's coming, Robert's coming. Mm -hmm. He just died preaching the gospel. Yeah. You know, I don't want to die preaching the gospel, don't get me wrong. I'm, I don't have a suicide mission or anything like that. But I know what the gospel has done for my life. Mm -hmm. And I can't wait to go and tell other people about this goodness and how he has changed me. Mm -hmm. And that's why we do what we do, because we love him. Can I get an amen? Amen. amen? amen. Amen. Shall we wrap this up? Yes. All right. Now, listen, friends, listen, if you have been listening to this podcast for any length of time, then you know what's next. If you have come to the decision that you want that Jesus Christ that we're always talking about, you want that life-saving, uh, miracle-working Jesus in your life like we have, then there's a simple process. You must first repent of your sins, for the Bible says that all have sinned and fallen short of coming to please God. We've all done wrong. And even if you say to yourself, listen, I don't cheat. I don't steal. I don't cheat on my taxes. I don't do none of that mm -hmm. stuff. In the book of Romans, it tells us that because one man messed up, Adam, God counted everyone after that as a sinner, regardless of what you have done or haven't done, because we're all born with the same nature that Adam had. And if you're honest with yourself, you know that you've messed up and that you don't have the relationship with God that you should. He wants to have a relationship with you, a personal relationship with you, a true personal relationship. But first, you've got to ask God to clean you through the blood of his son, Jesus Christ. So will you say that prayer with me now? Repeat these words with me. Father, I am a sinner. But I repent. But I repent of my sins. Of my sins. I believe, I believe that Jesus Christ, that Jesus Christ died, on the cross, died on the cross, rose from the, from the dead, rose from the dead, and is soon to come back. And is soon to come back. And I receive him now. And I receive him now as my savior. As my savior. And Father, I ask that you would fill me with the precious gift. With the precious gift of the Holy Ghost. Of the Holy Ghost. I believe now, I believe now by, faith, by faith that I am saved. That I am saved. I am saved. I am saved. Praise God. Now, friends, if you said that with a sincere heart, the Bible lets us know that your name has been written up in a book in heaven called the Lamb's Book of Life. But there's one more thing I want you to do for me. I want you to do some research and find a Bible believing a Christ-honoring, God-worshipping church in your community, go to that church. I just got off the phone a few days ago talking to someone about the reasons why we go to, go to church. We go to church not only for ourselves, but we go there to be a blessing to others. We go there for accountability, for a whole lot of good reasons. Community. To community, to corporate worship with other people who have the same type of belief system that you have and that belief is Jesus Christ. So find a church, get your Bible, read it every day. And if you have any questions, do not hesitate to get in contact with us 
in all of the ways to contact us in the description box below on this episode. So until next time, where we will start our discussion on prayer, I am your host, Pastor Robert Young, with some of my co-hosts, Josh, <laughs> and we will see you next time on Not Your Parents Religion Podcast, and may God bless you. Have a great week and be safe. Amen. Enjoy your Sunday because we got to